Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost. I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 77. Stephen. Actually I should apologise if, if you hear dogs or birds in the background it's because the office is hella warm today. So we have the window open and I don't know how to drown out background noise. Ask me again what episode we're on? 77. Stairway to heaven. That was not that was not a great one, but look. Is hey, that is that a bingo card? Oh, it is today. No, <laughs> crack on. Crack on. I sing the twins to sleep at nap time nine out of ten times. Sometimes they don't need it and they are exhausted already, because terrorizing Mama Bear all morning is hard work. And then sometimes they love it. I find it helps calm them down, because they are two and of course hate nap time. If, like me, you sing your little ones to sleep, ask yourself, would you still be inclined to sing a sweet lullaby to your little darling, if you knew what the origin of the lullaby was? Now, telling apart history and urban myths can be difficult at the best of times, so it's hard to know what's even historically verifiable, but bear in mind how cartoons have changed over the years. More and more kids today watch educational as well as entertaining cartoons, and now and then they may watch the cartoons I grew up watching. But the cartoons I grew up with now have a disclaimer at the beginning. Take Warner Brothers for example. Their disclaimer says, The cartoons you are about to see are products of their time. They depict some of the ethnic and racial prejudice that were commonplace in American society. These depictions were wrong then and are wrong today. While the following does not represent the Warner Brothers views of today's society, these cartoons are being presented as they were originally created, because to do otherwise would be the same as claiming these prejudices never existed. Did you get all that? Did I lose your attention? Because I don't know many children that would stop and read a disclaimer before they watch a cartoon, or would even understand what that disclaimer meant. Newer cartoons and newer live-action remakes are held to a higher standard for inclusivity, and rightly so. So you see, it's not hard to think that something as simple as a little nursery rhyme or a lullaby might have been something atrocious in a previous life, and through the years has been twisted and bent into something more clean-cut, because God forbid you actually know what you're singing to your child. But before we get into any one particular lullaby, because I may have to cover this over several episodes... Let's look into the word lullaby, because even that has a creepy origin. As mentioned on Wikipedia, folk entomology derives lullaby from Lilith Abai, Hebrew for Lilith Begone. In the Jewish tradition, Lilith was a demon who was believed to steal children's souls in the night. To guard against Lilith, Jewish mothers would hang four amulets on nursery walls with an inscription Lilith Abai, Lilith Begone. Now isn't that just lovely? Studies conducted found that gentle music therapy not only slowed down the heart rate of prematurely delivered infants, but it also helped them feed and sleep better, and it helped them gain weight and speed up their recovery. As a preemie baby mama, I am all for it. And yes, I will admit, most lullabies are just a random assortment of sweet words put together to a few easy chords. But I did say most, not all. Some of them are a living record of some of the darkest moments in history. Ring around the rose tree, pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. 
Now, if, like me, you grew up with this rhyme and you remember playing in your granny's front garden, holding hands with your cousins, walking side steps in a circle until you all fell down, or, you know, something normal. But did you know the nursery rhyme is actually about the Great Plague? London was hit in 1665, and the illness wiped out over 68,500 of the city's population. The Rosie referred to the hallmark symptom of the plague, the painful and very visible rash. The stench of death was so prevalent in the crowded cities that citizens filled their pockets with sweet-smelling flowers, like posies, to cover the stench of death that was everywhere. And the mention of ashes is a reference to the thousands of bodies of plague victims that were unceremoniously burnt in an attempt to prevent the spread of the disease and to clear the city of the piles of bodies of victims. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. Don't let the catchy tune fool you. This one is even darker than I thought. The rhyme is thought to have been penned in the mid-1700s and there are two horrendous stories behind this. Some think it was written about a Viking attack on London in the early 1000s. According to that legend, a group of Vikings under King Olaf II of Norway stormed the city and destroyed the iconic bridge. Obviously not the London Bridge we know today. However, there is much debate among scholars over whether this attack actually happened. I found it hard to get a straight answer from Google without 12 million links for Valhalla popping up. Note to self, must watch Valhalla. Despite the terrifying legend of the Viking attack, there may be more darkness behind London Bridge that is even more brutal. The real dark message behind the London Bridge nursery rhyme is actually one of human sacrifice. In the days before the bridge was constructed, it was wildly believed that bodies should be buried in building foundations to prevent crumbling. Let that sink in. They believed that the bodies would add strength to the structure, and of course, the spirits of the dead would also watch over the bridge in death. All of that nasty business aside, what makes it worse is the bodies that were sacrificed, many of them were children, were rumoured to have been immured in the walls. That's a fancy word for buried alive. People were entombed in the foundations while they were still alive and died slowly from a lack of food and water after the walls had been bricked up and their cries for help were long since silenced. So just to remind anyone who needs reminding, or maybe this nursery rhyme wasn't part of your schoolyard games, two children would form an arch with their arms to represent the bridge. FYI, I think this song is the reason I always mistook Tower Bridge for London Bridge, but I digress. Other friends would take turns walking under the bridge, and when the song ends, the bridge falls down. The children drop their arms, and the last child, walking under the bridge, finds themselves trapped within the walls, just like the sacrifices in a legend. Do you know the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man? Or as others knew the man, Frederick Thomas Linwood. The legend goes that Frederick, born in 1563, was a baker. You're probably thinking that the name The Muffin Man was a cute nickname they gave the local baker, the same way we do today with the ice cream man, but you would be wrong. According to the urban legend, between 1589 and 1598, Linwood was a baker and he did indeed live on Drury Lane, 
But unlike today's ice cream man, who ironically plays nursery rhyme music to announce his arrival in your area, the Muffin Man song was not sung to bring joy to the hearts of hungry little children, but to keep them safe. For Linwood was said to be the country's first documented serial killer. The name he would come to be known as, you guessed it, the Muffin Man, or the Drury Lane Dicer. Linwood was said to have killed 15 children by luring them with muffins on strings, and when bakers in his area were becoming more competitive to fight for customers, Linwood didn't like that, so he's said to have murdered seven of his rival pastry chefs using sharpened wooden spoons as his weapon of choice. Children were made to learn the nursery rhyme off by heart and heed its warning, or they too might find themselves fall prey to the Muffin Man. What'd you think of that story? I don't want any more muffins. <laughs> it was so creepy because I was doing the research for this then um, on Monday and Tuesday and I was like, I need to stop doing this in the dark because this is all lovely stuff and this is stuff I sing the kids to sleep and I think I made a TikTok a little while ago about the... Um, Rocket by Baby. Oh, yeah. There's another story about that. I'll cover that on a different day. There was too many. I didn't want to cover them all in one episode. But even when I was singing the words to myself, I was like, who in their right mind would actually put their baby in a cradle in a tree? Hmm. Maybe the muffin man didn't kill people. Maybe he was just a sound guy handing out muffins to kids. And the parents said, if you eat them muffins, he's going to kill you. And the mom and dad like, our kids are going to get fat. That's just like... like oh, the they pe- get them to bring the muffins yeah. home. No, they're just like, don't eat the muffins. You're, they're bad for you. They're, they're bad for your teeth. They're bad for yourself. Don't eat muffins. And they just made up this thing about killing children do you know what it could be like what we do now although then it was more financial now it's like oh my god you can't have ice cream it's 10 o'clock in the morning no 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 when the ice cream man music goes on that actually means he has no ice cream left that that was nobody's fault but (laughs) you and your sisters for believing that no 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 we never believed that like i mean when the ice cream man came around we knew like not to ask Okay. Um, I used to I remember when I, when I was a kid and the ice cream man I'd come around and I'd go running and I'd be to my folks give me the money I want the ice cream <laughs> and they of course were obliged then the ice cream man stopped coming to our road because we were in a you know my cul-de-sac yeah, is only 14 houses long but um, you could hear the ice cream man in all the other cul-de-sacs and for years I was like why does he never come here and I, I think I asked my mum and dad when I was like a young teenager I was like Oh, one of the neighbours told him not to come anymore because there was a diabetic on the road. And I was like, who's the diabetic? I was like, I'm not telling you. So, so I don't know if there was an actual diabetic on the road. Or every s- parent was probably yeah. telling their kid the same thing. That- and every, every parent's kind of relying on a different parent yeah. to be like, okay, you take the blame if she asks. Like, if she really starts to grill me for answers. Here, little Johnny, carry around this little insulin pan. If anybody <laughs> asks, just smile and nod. <laughs> don't use it. No. Um... The London Bridge one really creeped me out, though. Um, I thought it might, given that children died. But you know what, though? I think it's the same in the 15, 16, 17, 1800s. All these things, like... Remember we covered the episode in Edinburgh for the catacombs? Mm -hmm. And they talked about one of the owners of... Is it called the catacombs in... I don't think so. Catacombs is France. Edinburgh Vaults, sorry. Edinburgh Vaults, yeah. Um, It depends on who's telling the story. It's the catacombs in in France, but in Scotland it's the catacombs. (laughs) No, edit that out. That was horrific. (laughs) That's terrible. I'm leaving it in. Catacombs. The the tour groups um, was 
moving a plank of wood that was in the ceiling um, and a little shoe fell down and they ended up finding out that there were stories behind it was you could pay something like seven pound for a year's worth of labor from a kid and all these muffin man stories and you know the london bridge and you know kids being sacrificed i'm not being funny i know a lot of people probably think i believe in absolutely everything but it's not that far-fetched to think that that's how badly kids were treated like my mom and dad used to be really honest with us and yeah we had a hard but they were like now listen we let you watch Mary Poppins just so that you know that you're not a chimney sweep. You don't have it that bad. True. Nobody's shoving you down a chimney with a, a, a chimney brush. Mm, and you're f- not. My you're first n- film where that was kind of like drawn home was Oliver Twist. Yeah. You don't have it that bad. Kids before, like in the 80s, it's not that we had it bad. We were just, <laughs> I think when your parents said yes to ice cream all the time, it was the equivalent to my parents saying yes to popcorn. Anything that will get you out of the house and out of my hair. If you want ice cream, go have ice cream, but you're not to eat it in this house I just hoovered. You want popcorn? Go have popcorn, but go play out in the road or go play out in the garden. So kids in the 80s were like, we were loved from afar. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) Whereas kids in the 15s and up to the 18 and 1900s, um, like Titanic is, oh, he's fine. He wants to be part of the show. He does. Do you remember that scene in Titanic when she looks over and she sees a woman with her kid and the kid's kind of slouched and she's like totally bored and the mom's like sit up and she put like puts her hand to her back and gets her to sit up straight and her, her head up and mm-hmm. you know flatten out. So I think in the late 1800s, early 1900s, kids were just treated as young adults as long as you were an upper class kind of person. Mm, yeah. I did find out because I, I didn't know, <laughs> this is my true crime um, fanatic brain that clicked in. I was just like, the first documented serial killer is apparently who the Muffin Man was. Now, spoiler alert, he wasn't. <laughs> but I couldn't figure out who was. So I, I went down a little rabbit hole and I was looking into it. Uh, God forbid if the FBI ever look at my Google search history. Sorry, I don't like... use your computer anymore. <laughs> so it was either George Byrne. However, he killed seven English men, but he himself was Scottish. So I think that's why he wasn't actually considered the first documented uh, English serial killer. He was just a rebel. Now, Mary Ann Cotton. I would love to get into her mind. She was hung in 1873 for 21 murders including 11 of her 13 children, three of her four husbands, her fourth husband's son, a lover, and her mother, according to Huffington Post. So as far as I know, she was the first serial killer documented in England. I have a character for her, or an actor for her. Kathy Bates? No. (gasps) Why? It's Kathy Bates. Okay. (laughs) Um, Because I get to say, that's why. But I'm wondering, is it because they're like, no, the first documented serial killer can't be a woman? No, a woman couldn't do that. And I'm like, do you realise that's why she got away with it? Like, I'm not saying she got away with it. Obviously, she was hung. But it was 21 murders later. She clearly got away with it for a long, long time. She got away with 20 of them. Yeah, because she was a a woman. And, like, nobody would assume. Um, Now, I did look into it as well. The likelihood... I'm debunking the whole thing now. The likelihood of the Muffin Man living on Drury Lane is unlikely because the timeline doesn't match up because Drury Lane was quite an affluential area when and this... The affluential people didn't eat muffins. Is that no, what you're no, going to no, tell no, me? No, 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 no. But it would be people like aristocrats who actually lived there. There weren't any businesses there. There were just you're big houses. You're saying it wrong. It's aristocrats. Okay, sorry, my bad. And everybody wants to get, be a cat because the cat's the only cat that is knows that where it's at. the one with the drinking duck? 
that no. you said reminds you of me whenever I get a little bit drunk? It's Thomas O'Malley you're thinking of. Is that the uncle? Is he not in. No, you're thinking of the uncle. The, the uncle. The uncle the Duck. Duck. Yeah. That's uh, probably no, not his name. Thomas O'Malley is one of the cats. He's the alley cat. I know the he's cast, a... I know all the actors, I know all the voices. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, but apparently the Drury Lane became, and this is, I'm quoting from another website here, I'm not quoting this myself, it became the slums around about the 1800s, 1900s, so oh. the timelines don't match up, and I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't read that, but I don't think it would be right to be like I tell creepy stories it doesn't mean they have to be completely factual I mean how many hookman stories have been circulating and urban legends and you know just stories that just get what is the thing where they snowballed mm. um, a good story is a good story but unfortunately I did read into that one and I was just kind of like oh I wish I hadn't I wish I would have been like oh my god the boogeyman mm. or the muffin man do you want a character for the muffin man yeah Jack Black Oh my god, he'd be brilliant! It would be a dark comedy. Because he'd be he'd be in theatre clothes. And it would also be a musical. I think it would be wasted if it wasn't. Because he is Peaches, 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 And also a clash of School of Rock and Murder Death. So if you got the Muffin Man meets Oliver Twist meets School of Rock is what you're going for maybe he didn't kill the kids maybe he 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 robbed them all he enticed them with muffins and then he enslaved them into a, a band that played for all of eternity a musical bill sykes yeah yeah yeah. what was the song where he was singing to the devil tribute and the record da, 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 da. i don't know <laughs> i think i've seen the movie once maybe you need, you need my sister here. She caught all the, the lyrics. Which I, I, we, yeah, I was a big fan of Tenacious D as well. That's the one. I couldn't think of the name of it. I didn't fall down a rabbit hole. Oh. No, it was it was, it was, a, it was, it was a fun little rabbit hole all by itself. I'll include all the links though because I used quite a few YouTube pages and some of them have like little cartoons to go with them and they're just so cool. Um, I don't have... So it's just me and Stephen like we don't have anyone that writes the stories for us so I do have to rely heavily but if on we're taking people's. applications if you want to send your CV in uh, salary is not competitive experience <laughs> it's, do you know what's funny though if I had somebody else write the stories for me I think I'd have to and let them to up. read them no but read. like if somebody else wrote, like, wrote a story for me I'd still kind of have to go over it and I'd be like I, I like if it was somebody else's experience I would totally read it verbatim whatever way they write it themselves but if somebody said here's a here's a story on I don't know Eastern State Penitentiary I'd still be like oh do you know what if I read the way you wrote it it's not going to sound like I've yeah. although do you know what maybe I could make it work they'd have to write it in the tone of Annette yeah because I do see some people who are like oh such and such thanks so much listener you've sent us in this story and then they read off the whole story and I'm like I would love to have somebody else do that for me but then I'm, I'm yeah, thinking then, no because I love actually doing the research for some of these episodes I couldn't write it for you either because if you read it like what I wrote it and then you like now would you type it or would you write it? Because you have doctor handwriting. Oh no, I would have to type it in. Okay, good, go. Uh, uh, f*** you, San Diego. You might have to beep some of that in. 
Um, yeah, your, yours would be bullet points, whereas I write everything down that I'm going to say in exactly oh, the way you I'm do going word to say for it. Word. I, just yeah. put, I just put in the. But like, I think that's a talent that you can do. My that, lovely though. misspelled wall <laughs> No, but that's just that's. I think that's kind of what happens when you're like a manager. You need to be quick and decisive and effective, and you know, write it's, things in bullet points. It's the engineering. Let's be honest, it's because the, you were in scouts. engineering education. No, it's not even the scouts. It is, because if you don't say things in concise, small words to kids, you lose their interest after five seconds. I remember as a patrol, as a, yeah, as a patrol leader, we were building a rope ladder to climb up one side of the scout den, walk over the, the building. Side, yeah, and then down. Now, this is, the, you're thinking of the new building. Yeah, this yeah. is before that was built. Oh, okay. So just, if you look at that building, just to the right of that. Because I was like, that has a pitched roof. <laughs> yeah, even if the building is, it, the building might not even be there. It's a flat roof. It's basically, it was a wooden structure. It was a kind of prefab. Prefab, it's yeah. probably the size of a large mobile home. Okay, cool. Um, so we built a rope ladder. We threw the, one end of the rope right over and like, let's say eight, eight of the team were holding the rope on one side and one, one of the patrol members would go around to the front of the building and climb up the rope ladder and then he'd hold the rope on the top of the, the building and then one of the guys on the ground would then go climb up and then there'd be two on the top and, and then you'd have nobody then, on the ground and everybody yeah, on the roof and it was, that was happening so we built the rope ladder we threw it up we got up to the and I was in control and I was like from Tala and I was like stall it there don't want you to get up stall it John will you ever just kind of and I need you to do a bit of it and one of my leaders just pulled me aside and said Stop saying stall it. Why? Just say the words you want. Be concise. And it's like, John, go. <laughs> John, stop. But you're like, I do mean it. I mean stall it. <laughs> but it, it, it made much more sense because I was able to dictate my what I needed the guys to do within that. Colloquialisms don't allow for good communication. No, but everybody that was there spoke colloquialisms with the big fancy word. Talonese. yeah. No, was it Talladega? You've gone over California. Hand. Sorry, California. that's I because you were watching Couldn't Dine with me um, earlier, oh. and I was trying to remember what that Irish we reality have to TV tell show. All our listeners that I was watching Come Dine with me. Hang on, listen. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with Munchy TV. Not there's hungry, nothing yeah. wrong with something that does not require any brain power whatsoever, and also watching other people make fools of themselves. Although that show, I swear, this is totally off topic for us. There's shows like that where you're just kind of like, do you know you're being recorded? Like you and I have oh, to be yeah. so careful and I have to stop Sorry. trying to edit at night time because I'm falling asleep and I'm afraid that I'm going to end up leaving mistakes in. But I've been watching, uh, what do you call that one? It's over now. All of the... The yacht thing. The yacht thing. Sail away. Below deck. Below deck. I've watched all of the motorboat below deck and I've watched all of the sailing yacht below deck. That's yeah. on Netflix. That, and I just put that on in the background because there's nothing better when you're cooking than listen to other people having a I swear to God. But that's why I'm like, do you know you're being recorded? Because yeah. when I'm when I'm editing, I have to be so careful that I don't fall asleep in the middle of it. Um, and that, you know, little odd swear words that we let out. It's not that we don't swear. We sm- I am so worried that our kids are just going to come out with the most awful words. A couple of fish um, wives. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just so that the podcast is friendly for everyone and anyone to listen to or you know listen to in front of their kids the weird thing you're gonna have to be careful of is like the spooky stuff but i wouldn't want somebody to like i send voices to all my friends and every time they say say a curse word in it oh they're like oh so sorry boys and i'm like i always have a headset on Mm. like my kids can't hear you if they could i'd never be able to listen to voices uh we've gone completely off topic i think we should very bad come back terrible 
if anyone has any recommendations of any other nursery rhymes you want me to fall down the rabbit hole looking into um, do you want somebody to say Alice in Wonderland is that what's going on (laughs) do you know what though I did find some really cool things on the Brothers Grimm is that the that's like the original Um, I want to say the Disney stories but (gasps) Disney has taken these stories and Disneyfied them but that's what I was trying to say with these. Like some some people think, oh, do you know what? Ring of Rana Rosie has nothing to do with the Black Plague, and I'm like, even if it didn't, it's still it's still become a way that we remi- remember the Black Plague. It's still become a way that we remember how devastating it was, and you can all whinge as much as you want because you had to wear a mask during COVID. Get over it. Like the numbers were minute in comparison, but some of the some of the Disney stories are like. How was that ever a children's story? Mm-hmm. That couldn't have been a children's story. Like, Sleeping Beauty story is horrendous. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to cover that because it has the or word in it and I don't like the or word. Oh. Um, but, yes, I think we, we'll be, we'll finish up there. Say your words. Because I've been waffling now for ages. I, I was going to start this off with, okay, guys, this will just be a short and sweet episode. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will, of course, include the links in the show notes. And if you have any questions on this or any other episode, our socials are What's the Story Ghost on Instagram and What's the Story Ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to share. And those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Bye. It was the fact. I did the, I did the head wobble. You You can't do the song. They can't see you through the tent. They need, if if I don't do it, they can't happen.